I did. <laughs> For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. God of the day is still God in the night. Is that familiar to anyone? Yeah. Besides the choir? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. This song is called God in the Mountain. It's sung by Linda Randall and featured on the Gaither Homecoming. And it was often requested when I was playing at a little country church in Tryon, PEI. So I remember it with great fondness. It sprang immediately to my mind as I was praying about today's gospel reading for Transfiguration Sunday. Today we stand at the tip of the precipice. We're on the mountain of Transfiguration and Shrove Tide and Shrove Tuesday and Elliot's birthday weekend. <laughs> Great times, wonderful, amazing energy of transfiguration. But it is a precipice. We will soon topple off once we reach Shrove Tuesday with all its nummy feasting and like an avalanche, we will fall into the valley of Lent and darkness and fasting and death with Ash Wednesday. So it's, it's an interesting week of highs and lows. In this week's gospel, we hear about a mountain experience. It's a mountain story in the tradition of other Hebrew mountain stories. People go up in mountains and find God because God is found in high places. So in our Jewish stories, Noah's Ark rests in Mount Ararat. And then in our first reading, we heard about Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai. And Temple Mountain, Jerusalem was built in Mount Moriah where the first and second temple were built. And in Christian tradition, this story of the transfiguration takes place on Mount Tabor. It's a mountain in Lower Galilee, about 575 meters high. And I'm no mathematician, but it looks like that's twice the height of our South Mountain in the valley, which was recently pointed out to me because I, I went to the valley and went, oh, this is a valley. Oh, that looks like a mountain. And somebody went, yeah, North Mountain, South Mountain, that makes a valley, yeah. <laughs> Historians tell us that Mount Tabor was a mountain peak where beacons would be lit to tell the people that a, a Jewish high holiday would be held or to signify the beginning of a new month. So like the lights lit on Mount Tabor, this transfiguration story still serves as a beacon to us to tell us what time it is. It's a light signifying a new month, a new time, a new phase in the ministry of Jesus. It's about to begin as he leaves the mountain with his father's blessing. This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. The last time I stood in front of you, which I can hardly believe is a month ago now, I was talking about an illiterate, impulsive fisherman named Peter. And he followed Jesus immediately. He didn't know where the adventure might lead, but he was off. And in this episode of the adventure, Peter is truly rewarded for following this strange revolutionary figure named Jesus. Because they go up a mountain and meet Moses and Elijah. And Peter would have heard of Moses and Elijah since before he was born. And here he get to meet them. Moses representing the law, Elijah the prophets, and Jesus coming to fulfill both. 
Peter celebrates. I think we really see Peter at his best self, at his best intention. And he, he celebrates and says, Lord, it's good for you us to be here. I'm going to build for Moses and for Elijah and for you. And you have to love all of this amazing energy with the transfiguration. Can you just feel the, the light and the power of the transfiguration? But as our hymn just said, neither Peter nor Jesus can stay on the mountain. And neither can we. Transfiguration Sunday is a very important liturgy that I peeked at our Anglican online lectionary, Elliot, because he, he indicated last week with Epiphany that something big was happening. So I took a look. And the Anglican online lectionary tells us the Transfiguration Sunday looks ahead. So we have Reign of Christ Sunday before Advent, and it looks forward to the coming of Christ. Transfiguration Sunday looks forward to a transformed, resurrected Christ on Easter Sunday. So today's like a mini Easter, or like a foreshadowing of Easter. And the, the light has even cooperated coming through the window. It's lovely. But between the glory of Transfiguration Sunday and Easter Sunday, we will all face Lent. Like Jesus, we will face the deprivation of 40 days when he was in the wilderness. And like Peter, we will all face our own weakness, like when Peter will deny Christ three times on Passion Sunday. We all leave this Peak Mountain experience after Shrove Tuesday's pancakes, and we face the darkness and fasting of Lent, that seemingly endless time of winter when we've had enough of the storms and the snow of being shut up in our houses just to stay warm. I don't know about you, but I long for Easter for warmth and spring and looking forward to those little crocuses peeking their leaves just out of the frozen ground. My prayer for all of us is that we will take this amazing transformative energy of the transfiguration and transform our Lent into a time of mission. My hope is that rather than just denying yourself coffee, for example, during Lent, which is terrible, yeah, sorry, sorry to even suggest it. But if you do, I hope that you will take the transfiguration vision and take someone out for coffee and invite them to church. If you fast and eat less food, I pray that you don't just do that for you, but that you take the food to your local food bank and donate it. Rather than just being very disciplined about your prayer in Lent, I pray that your prayer will lead to action. I don't know where you're at in your spiritual journey right now. This may be a time of great light and transfiguration, but it may also be a dark place. You may be in your own personal Lent at any time of the year. I know that life with all its twists and turns has mountains and valleys. I want to leave you with the sure knowledge that God can find you in the fasting as well as the feasting, in the darkness and in the light, and in the valley just as easily as he can find you on the mountaintop. Just like God found his son on Mount Tabor and offered him blessing and encouragement for what would be a terrible journey of adversity, God knows where you are today and reaches out in love.